Hello and welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. I'm Bruce Maples, your host, publisher of Forward Kentucky. This episode of Moving Kentucky Forward is a little bit different. Instead of talking about an issue in Kentucky politics, we're going to be talking about something that happened in a small town in Kansas. The local newspaper was raided by the police department, which, as will be mentioned in just a moment, has never happened in the United States as far as we know. I thought it would be valuable for our listeners and our viewers to consider why we need to pay attention to an episode like this in another state. So I invited Al Cross to come talk to us about this. Al is a well-known journalist, professor of journalism, and a member of the Kentucky Journalism Hall of Fame. So let's hear what Al Cross has to say about this press incident in Kansas. So we're here with Al Cross, who is the director of the Center for Rural Journalism. and <laughs> it's, a, it's hard to get right, Bruce. It's I, the Institute for Rural Journalism and Community Issues at the okay. University of Kentucky. Institute I'm the director for Rural Journalism. Uh, today is my, uh, my first day as director emeritus. Director emeritus, that's right. Uh, for those people who follow journalism in Kentucky, Al Cross is a familiar and respected name. Um, I could spend a lot of time talking about all his contributions to journalism in the state, but this is a little bit different moving Kentucky forward. This is not our typical interview about candidates or issues or whatever in the state. This is about the incident in Kansas. So, uh, Al, I we've published some stories on it, but for the sake of our viewers and listeners, why don't you give a quick summary of what happened in a small town in Kansas? Well, without giving all the background, which is really intriguing and yet to be fully explained, uh, last Friday, the uh, police department uh, and uh, I think a sheriff's deputy in Marion County, Kansas, Marion being the county seat, uh, raided the office of the Marion County Record, uh, the weekly newspaper there, and the home of the publisher, which he shared with his 98-year-old mother, who had worked for the newspaper for 50 years and was so stressed about this, apparently, that she died the next day. The uh, Committee to Protect Journalists says they know of no other raid on a newspaper office in the United States. Mm. And today, the county attorney said there was not probable cause uh, for the warrant and uh, that the uh, computers and other materials uh, seized from the newspaper should be returned. And the publisher says uh, they're going to uh, subject them to forensic examination uh, to make sure nothing's been uh, messed with. And the paper was able to publish today. Uh, they had a two-inch high headline uh, saying, seized, and then in smaller type, but not silenced. So one of the things that happened, or the main thing that happened at the raid, was that they took everything. They took all the computers, all the equipment. Well, they actually didn't take some old computers. They were able to resurrect some old computers, oh. recreate some stuff, and uh, get a paper out. But it took them all night. Uh, they also took the cell phone and cell phones and they went to the 
publisher's mother's house and took her stuff, including an Alexa box, which <laughs> I don't even know what why they thought they needed that. Yeah, it, okay, it now so, appears that this uh, this was a police department gone mad uh, because uh, the newspaper was investigating the police chief's uh, record in the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department mm -hmm. uh, and uh, why he left that department. Uh, just the sort of thing that would uh, get a law enforcer uh, uh, mad about it. And it was exacerbated by the fact that uh, they were uh, at odds with a local restaurateur who uh, threw them out of a meeting uh, that a congressman was holding there. And uh, uh, they got a tip that the uh, restaurateur was having trouble getting a liquor license for catering because she did not have a valid driver's license, having had a DUI and some other offenses. And they got a tip to this effect. And they confirmed the information uh, on a state website, but they uh, thought they were being set up, the publisher said. Mm -hmm. So they told the cops. That appears to have been their mistake. Uh, that uh, the police chief apparently saw this as an opportunity to uh, swear out an affidavit uh, uh, alleging uh, uh, identity theft or misuse of computer or whatever and uh, uh, go after the newspaper. At least that's my conclusion from uh, reading the available facts. Right. So here's why I wanted to talk to you. Uh, obviously, this is, you know, a horrific situation, particularly for the publisher who lost both his equipment and his mother in a day or two. But why should we in Kentucky care? What What is the point that we need to be looking at this and paying attention to? If local newspapers are intimidated from uh, looking into uh, possible misconduct by officials or others, uh, then uh, our government uh, and our society really don't work in the way that it was intended by the founders of this country. We have a First Amendment which says that uh, uh, the freedom of the press shall not be infringed. And the basic rule in this country is uh, the press is held accountable after the fact. Uh, we're held accountable for things we publish and uh, we're not held accountable for reporting and uh, you know going after facts uh, that uh, haven't yet uh, produced stories, which was the uh, case here in Marion, Kansas. Uh, reporting is not a crime, and uh, people need to understand uh, the difference. Um, it's uh, it's all the more difficult to do uh, hard nosed reporting in smaller communities, which is one reason the Institute for Rural Journalism was created. Uh, people who want to do uh, good accountability and investigative reporting in uh, small places uh, need to know that uh, people have their backs and that uh, uh, they can uh, rely on us for support. Uh, and we go about uh, holding up examples of work like that, examples to follow. That's why we give the Tom and Pat Gish Award for courage, integrity, and tenacity in rural journalism, named after the couple who published the Mountain Eagle in Whitesburg for more than mm. 50 years. And the Al Smith Award for 
public service through community journalism by Kentuckians, uh, Al being the uh, co-founder of the Institute with UK. So, okay, so we've got this situation where freedom of the press was obviously abridged. Do you know of anything similar that has happened in Kentucky? No. Uh, in fact, the Committee to, for, to Protect Journalists uh, knows of nothing else in the country. Uh, now, there have been instances of official intimidation and apparent uh, retribution. Uh, in the case of the Mountain Eagle in Whitesburg, a Whitesburg city policeman pleaded guilty uh, to torching the newspaper office. And a uh, state police detective uh, said he believed that uh, the policeman was paid by coal operators who didn't like uh, the Mountain Eagles reporting on the coal industry. Uh, the paper had also been uh, reporting about uh, police harassment of young people, too. Um, and that, uh, you know, you put two things together and uh, uh, sometimes it uh, makes a spark and uh, uh, bad things happen. Uh, uh, the Eagle uh, uh, published the next week. It uh, changed its motto. Its motto had always been, it screams. And the next week, the motto was, it still screams. <laughs> Very much like uh, the Marion County record today. Uh, I think uh, every American has to uh, stop and uh, pay uh, tribute, uh, at least for a few seconds, to the people who are willing to devote their lives and their fortunes, if need be, to the cause of informing the public so that citizens can operate fully informed in a democracy. That's what the news business is about. That's what journalism is about. Uh, the news business is in trouble. Uh, journalism uh, will go on in some fashion, but the news business pays for journalism. And increasingly, the audience must pay for journalism because the old advertising-based model of uh, uh, news media, especially in newspapers, uh, has been destroyed by uh, uh, the digital environment. So what would be your statement? And I don't want to recap what we just covered, but what would be your statement to a citizen of Kentucky who said, I really don't care if my local newspaper lives or dies? Well, you would then ask, do you care if your local government uh, raises your taxes or steals money or treats people unfairly? Because that's what happens without a watchdog uh, to make sure uh, that uh, officials are following the law and otherwise doing right. Uh, there's an old saying that uh, sometimes a watchdog engages in extraneous barking, but that's the reason you have a watchdog, uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that you get warned about things. So people who point to the occasional excesses of the news media uh, have to realize that uh, they're the watchdog on the people who have power. Uh, they are uh, those who hold people in power accountable and uh, uh, they do that on our behalf. Al Cross, longtime journalist, professor of journalism, and a true um, 
hero to many people across the state in terms of all the work you've done for journalism. Thank you for uh, weighing in on this and uh, let us hope that the newspaper in Kansas gets a recompense that it deserves. And let's hope that it inspires other people to follow their example and makes Americans realize uh, the value of good local journalism. That was Al Cross talking to us about the incident at the Small Weekly in Kansas and why all of us should care about it. As Al said, your local journalism outlets, your local reporters, are who keep your local officials accountable. That's an important, vital function of journalism at all levels. And we should be concerned if people in power try to shut down people holding them accountable. Thanks to Al for bringing his uh, insights into this, and I hope we all pay attention to the importance of the freedom of the press. Thanks for watching and listening.